Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hi, I am Dr. Cam, and I am here with Alex Tomachewska, and she is a weight loss wizard, which I'm super excited to talk to you, and we're going to talk about how to talk to our teens about weight, which is a very, very difficult subject to talk about because they're always so concerned about how they're going to receive it, um, but we want to make sure that they're healthy as well. Um, let me read your bio real quick. So, Alex teaches businesswomen how to use the mind to effortlessly lose weight without the horror of diets and gym. She was a successful IT engineer and manager for 12 years, but got depressed. And that was the first clue that maybe she was meant to do something more challenging. She took a shot at losing weight using her mind and it succeeded at her first try. Wait, what? She fell head over heels in love with the process, enhanced it, and now takes clients all over the world on transformational journeys where weight loss feels almost like a side effect. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. So hello, Alex. And it is, it is almost, it's like 4.30 there. You are in uh, Scotland. Yes. Hi. Hello. Hi, it's welcome. totally my fault that this event is, is too late. Like it's all on me. It's I messed up the the calendar. I'm I'm very sorry if anybody was waiting, and I have to watch the replay. Uh, it yes. is all good. It is all good. It is difficult to get those time differences fit, figured out. I have trouble with that all the time. You're so too kind. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about your story and how you got into this weight loss journey. Yeah, of course, I never expected that, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm an IT engineer and uh, my family is a family of engineers. Um, so I, I never in a million years would I tell you that I would be ever in a weight loss business, but <laughs> here I am. And uh, but the, the reason for that is that when I was working, I was managing big team, 70 people um, and, uh, and that I was a vice president of a uh, search and rescue canine organization and uh i got depressed and like it was very very sudden for me like i started to have a memory blackouts for like a month and then one day i just didn't get out of bed and i said and i realized i don't care if i go to work which was big for me because i used to love my work mm -hmm. yeah and then i couldn't work for 18 months and um uh, the, the day the day of the week I went back to work I just quit my job without any plan and that was the the point in time when I knew I needed a change and I figured things out from there let's just say it to make it short um, and um, I became a confidence coach uh, before I did that I I, uh, I had the over I was overweight from the, the, the depression I was 20 pounds overweight uh, um, and uh, I love food and I would never go on a diet, never, ever. <clears throat> and I don't like to exercise either. So, you know, it, those were not an option for me, basically. Uh, 
But I said, I am ambitious. At the same time, I'm ambitious, you know, and I wanted to lose the weight. So I said, uh, let's find another way uh, to do that. And uh, because I use my mind for everything, I'm an engineer. I said, maybe I can do it using my mind. And so I did some reading and uh, it worked. And um, I didn't allow myself to go to market with it. So I just became a confidence coach because I thought it was too easy. But, yeah, so it was very wow. easy for me. Yes, but then it turned out um, not everybody is at the same place. You know, we are all unique and everybody has this, their own journey and everybody has their own uh, expectations and experiences. So for everybody, this journey is different. And that's why I work with my clients one-on-one. -on -one. There's no one solution for, mm. for losing weight, basically. So yeah. shortly, uh, this, is, this is my story. That's amazing. And so... When you are working with, you work mainly with, with moms, which with adults, with businesswomen, um, which a lot of us moms are as well. And I think there's, there's two pieces of this. It's really us taking care of ourselves, which I think we, um, we get so busy. I think we tend to put ourselves last um, and that ends up showing on our waistline a lot. And then also, you know, seeing our kids and our kids are particularly, it, I wouldn't, it used to just be girls, it's boys, both boys and girls now, but we worry about them being healthy and maintaining a good weight, but it's also a landmine. We don't want to talk about it. We want to make sure that they have healthy body issues um, and healthy sense of body. And so we kind of are hesitant to say anything too. So I would love to hear what you do in terms of how you use your mind to do this and how we can use that to help ourselves and our kids. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I am very open and that the reason I get results fast with my clients is because I don't try to hide things. So, you know, I could start a conversation with a potential client saying, so you're fat, you know, let's get off that off the table. And then now we can work with something because this is like, you never want to hear that. Right. Yeah. And the, <laughs> that's the thing. If you, if you don't talk about the issue um, and you, you, you're avoiding it, you're actually making things worse. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we want to yeah. talk about that issue. Right. And it's um, some children I work with adults, but our issues with weight, they come from early childhood and even the time when your mom was pregnant uh, with you, really. Uh, and so some of my clients say, I wasn't really concerned about my body while my parents were, and they wanted me to be thinner. So you never want to put that pressure on your child because this is when you are creating the issues. I think I'm mm -hmm. fine. Mom doesn't think I'm fine because my mom has been dieting all her life. And so... I have a client like that. She, she, she has been on diets all, all her life. So I asked her, why? Oh, I don't really know. You know, it's like, it's, it's a lifestyle. You know, it's just something you do. Mm -hmm. It's just something you're supposed to do. So th there's this question to ask yourself, uh, or ask your child, of course, if they actually have an issue with whatever is going on with them, you know? You don't want to create an issue out of something. Yeah. And so... Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so how do we, um, how do we talk about weight and what can we do about weight to help ourselves and our kids? And I love the one thing of just, you know, putting it out on the table. And I think 
one of the things that you were you were referencing to is the shame around it and i think that's what makes it a problem is when shame is around put around weight and when weight becomes a a thing of self-esteem like if you're overweight that means something's wrong with you rather than i'm not healthy and i want to be healthier right so i think how we look at weight and how we um whether or not we accept it as it's just it is, and we can do something about it, I think is big. So what can we do about it? We now know, gotta lose some pounds. What can we do? Well, definitely any heavy thoughts or words will make this whole thing even heavier. And I use the word heavier specifically to show that there are some words which we can use and, and um, sentences which we can use, which make it into a problem. And now it's, push, it's adding weight to your body. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what the brain then does, if, if, if you have additional issues to handle, it's going to grow your body because you need to be stronger to carry all that burden. And that's how you grow. So that's one of the first things that I said was do not make it an issue because if you make it into an issue, it's going to cause you to grow because you need strength. And uh, the brain, uh, the body can only easily grow fat cells. It's not going to grow muscles because they are too difficult to grow. So if you need strength, it's going to give you that strength, that stamina, um, sturdiness by fat, right? So I would say always approach things with curiosity. And do not make any assumptions that your child has some body issues and never sweep under the carpet. Why? Because if we sweep under the carpet, then we end up with diseases in our future life. It's the worst thing to do. And even in the future generations, sweeping under the, uh, under the carpet. But basically, the way I work, we don't talk about weight we don't talk about food really we don't talk about exercise so you can avoid this whole topic altogether and the way to work with kids this is super interesting with psychobiology is uh you work as you work with the parent uh you were uh, we work with the parent as well and it is enough that the child is there in the room learning is there in the room and his brain is listening or her brain is listening and she's listening. So what we would talk about with the mom, like I said, the weight comes from um, childhood. We will be talking about what was happening when you were pregnant with this kid. Mm. Yeah. So the child doesn't even have to know that you are visiting me, for instance, because of weight issues. So, you know, it's a different thing and it's always about health. Because in psychobiology, which is the study, the, the field between uh, that studies uh, the connection between the mind, the body, the spirit and diseases and how to cure them, being overweight or underweight is also a disease because it is out of normal, out of not normal, you know, out of norm. So our brain okay. decided to do something to the body there and we want to find out the reason for that. Uh, so when a woman is pregnant, the child thinks it's mom so it has no idea that it's a separate person so everything that happens when you're pregnant with the child when it happens to you the child thinks it's also happening to it hmm. right so we have a tendency to think that 
the child is now born after the birth, after, after it's born, it becomes this person. And now, yes, we are separate and it has its own experiences. No, it already has experiences from you. Mm-hmm. And for instance, if a woman had an abusive partner, fat, one of the functions of fat is uh, protective tissue. Mm-hmm. It is a protective tissue. It's going to protect us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you had an abusive partner when you were um, pregnant, you could have grown fat tissue, but instead of that, your child is then going to grow that fat tissue. And it has nothing to do with our diet. It has nothing to do with what we, the, what we eat. And actually that's how people end up wondering, why do I eat so little and I, and I can't lose weight? Yeah. That trauma is, is still from, from that time, yeah? So you don't have to talk about this and, 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 and talking about healthy eating, the way I approach it is why don't you want to eat healthy? What's, what's wrong with, uh, with that? Where is the resistance in you mm-hmm. coming from? And then we open that conversation that we just talked about in the other video, right? So again, it's asking questions. And a child can be addicted to sugar. Sugar is more addictive than, uh, uh, than cocaine. As far as I remember, I think mm-hmm. it's cocaine. Yeah. According to the world health uh, organization. So you never want to give your child sugar in the first place. Yeah. Don't, don't, right. don't get that substance in their systems. That's yeah. so that's a really hard, hard one because first of all, a lot of our kids already have had sugar. <laughs> Um, also, you know, so many of the foods that we bring in that they love or that they've, you know, their friends have, or they see has sugar. And so how do we start helping them have a healthier diet without making it a diet? Hmm. I think, again, we don't talk about food. We don't, um, so it's like if you're an alcoholic, which is also an, another addiction, and you try and manage your drinking habit, that takes too much of your energy. You're just human. You're incapable of doing that because your brain chemistry is set to addiction. And it is exactly the same with food. So trying to keep them off sugar is not the way to go. Mm-hmm. One thing that I do with my clients who think they overeat or actually overeat is making super, super, super tiny changes so that you don't really notice them. Mm-hmm. So it's a little one bite less of the sweet thing or cut a cake, which is a little bit smaller. But again, if you do this to your child, if you cut a smaller piece of cake and you give it to them, they're going to feel like you're depriving them of yeah. food. Mm-hmm. And that makes you actually, push, again, get weight. Because one of the... The other reasons, there's, there's many reasons why we gain weight, is a feeling of lack. If I don't have something that I want, I can, I can get, get fat. Yes, the, one of the reasons, the, the ways the brain can react is I'm going to get fat. So that's why diets and starving yourself, they are so wrong because you are just uh, cultivating this feeling of uh, depriving yourself of something that you want. We never should do that to ourselves. And then again, you just go I'm binge gonna... when you, when you let go, then you're just like, ah, exactly. right. 
Yes, it's taken so much energy. And the way I do it was you don't need strong will because I don't have strong will. I never had that. And I figured out there's got to be a way to do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, because I think one of the most important things, if we want our kids to be healthy, is we need to model that. So we need to model the healthy eating. We need to have model having a healthy sense of self and our body image. So when we're always saying, oh, I'm so fat or I'm so this, we're sending that message to our kids and they're starting to adapt that too. So we want to first be healthy. So tell us, please, Alex, what is like one or two tips or three of how to start doing this without the diet and the exercise? Well, okay. I always say there's three things. There's nutrition, which is to keep you eating healthy. There's fitness to keep your body fit. And there's weight loss. These are three different topics. And people put it all in one bag, you know, it's all confused. No, in order to lose weight, you need to deal with the emotions and the Mm -hmm. stories, and they might not even be your stories that caused you to gain weight in the first place. And whenever you're dealing with the body, with nutrition or with fitness, you're dealing with the effect and the root cause, like this deprivation. You know, we were talking about um, eating less, depriving yourself of food. Food for a child is mother. It's connected by the umbilical cord and then it gets the breast. This is their their first experience in the world. Food is mom. I only need, I just want to be safe and I want to have food. This is all the needs of the of the child. And so when you're depriving yourself of food, it is as if you are depriving yourself of that motherly love, mm. which causes you to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, again, if you want to be healthy, mentally healthy. All, all you need to do is work on that mindset and emotions and you can forget, at least for a while, just forget about food completely. Like I said, I, I don't talk about my clients. So that my clients know more about nutrition and, and fitness that I do because I don't do that stuff. You know, I, I, I eat more or less healthy, but it doesn't mean that I don't have donuts. I don't have pizza. I do all of that, you know, and it, it's not, in, it's not standing in the way of weight loss and so people sometimes come to me because they tell me i can't go on a diet i can't go on a diet i don't want anything to be taken away from me it's very strong i don't want anything to be taken away from me this is the deprivation that person is not going to even if they go on a diet they're just going to yo-yo back Mm -hmm. And what we need to deal with is this feeling. Why do you feel that if you eat less, something wrong is going to happen to you? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We deal with it. We feel that void from the backstage, which is a much more pleasant and effective process than diet and exercise regimes. And it's permanent and it just makes you happy and confident. Um, but uh, before we, and uh, we, we still have 10 minutes and I really want to say a couple of things okay. about, um, why children can gain, gain, gain weight. If you can please. go back to children. Yeah, please do. Uh, cause I wanted to share that and I was hoping we would like naturally <laughs> get into that. So you will not always know why things are happening to your body or why you have certain habits and your child will also not know that. So let me give you an example. Mm, 
my teacher, she, she, parents came to her with their son who was 13 and he suddenly started to draw uh, ropes and draw uh, hangmen. And he started to say that he wanted to commit suicide. And the, children, the parents were freaked out. And yes. And so where does that come from? And he had no idea where it would come from. So it's like you can talk to that kid, but he's not going to know that. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like he's hiding something. We have habits that we don't understand either. We have habits that we just do they're present in our life and we think they're ours but we're actually carrying them so what happened in that case and again uh that's uh, that uh, my, my teacher she was talking to the parents and it turned out that the father of the father of the boy hanged himself and what? yes he was abusive and what the father then said the father of this boy the, the like the middleman he said good because finally our family is going to be free. And so what was passed on? The child had no idea about that. This, this is the kind of information, genetic information that is passed on. They've done studies on the rats because it's just faster to do mm -hmm. intergenerational studies on rats than on people, you know? Uh, and it's, it's, it's encoded. Our genes get tagged. And so the solution to that was that man had to explain to that to 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 the child uh that suicide is not what he wants because basically if you if you approve of suicide then why wouldn't your boy do that mm. why wouldn't your boy want to want to go that way yeah mm -hmm. uh, and so sometimes we gain weight also because something that happened to somebody in our family we have it's called generational loyalty um, and so that's why it's difficult to sometimes understand and you may want to approach the problem and you may get frustrated. Why can't I lose weight? This mm -hmm. is super frustrating, right? And you start blaming yourself and feeling guilty and feeling like there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. And, and you may have had absolutely, absolutely no, uh, no input into this, this weight gain. Yeah. Um, Children. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Well, there's 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 exercises. There's 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 emotion release methods. It's 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 just. I always I have a bunch of tools and and I always work one on one because I don't know what's going to be necessary uh, there in that specific situation. But what is important is how to work with that child. You know that boy didn't have to do any work. All he had to do was listen. Yeah. All he had to do was listen. That's why I'm saying you don't always have to talk about that topic. You don't have to say to your child, you know, you're overweight. No, but uh, you want to find the events in your life when you felt threatened, for instance. And it doesn't have to be when you're pregnant, because if you're even after the child is born, if you are in an abusive relationship, what the child can do is they want to protect you. They want to protect the side and uh, they grow fat in order to act like a pillow, mm -hmm. like a cushion, you know? And so if you had those experiences and there's a variety of others, which we're not going to have time to, to talk about, but this is why I wanted to talk about this subject. Talk to your child about what you went through and just explain to them and their brain will be able to deal with it. We say in psychobiology, if you don't express the issue, 
the brain will store it in the tissue mm. and that might be enough. So the solution is, can be really, really simple and really, really effective. Mm. And basically I want to encourage parents to talk to their children about how they were born, what kind of birth was that, uh, what was happening during pregnancy, before pregnancy, one, the first year of your life, what kind of emotions I, as a mom, went through, any tough emotions, just tell them the story. And this can be healing in so many different ways. Mm. We should all know where we came from because this gives us freedom. Mm -hmm. Now, for my case, my daughter's adopted and I know there's a lot of adopted kids. So what would you recommend in that situation? Right. So adopted child, she almost, she, she knows on some level that she, you are not the mom because she was connected with the umbil through the umbilical cord. Even if you adopt a child the next day, they know you're not their mom and that is okay. But for instance, issues arise when the child is 12, 13, 14, uh, the age of, of, of that often, it is because the organism, the brain knows somebody that is not my mom is asking me to call them mom. And it is just a clash. So the child should, uh, should decide how they're going to call you. They may be okay with calling you mom. They may be okay with calling you dad, but they may feel something there and they're not going to be able to identify it ever. Hmm. that there is a clash there. This is not my mom. So for instance, that is, uh, that is important. That is a big, big deal for, for that child. And it's important again, that we know where we're coming from. If you don't know anything about their childhood, that's, that's also okay. But the brain basically has to have a way to make sense of things. Mm -hmm. It has to have a way to make sense of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hiding things, I was talking about never sweeping under the carpet. Yeah. It's going to show up in their lives sooner or later. Um, mm -hmm. Children are so fast to work with. Kids, young kids, they just listen and, and, and they're done, you know, and they're healthy. If they have skin issues, etc. You can just heal them by, by telling them a story of how they were born. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and teenagers, similar thing. It's so much easier to deal with those things. So, but you need to find the courage in yourself and the strength this is up to you. It's up and to I, you. I think yeah. one thing, Alex, too, before we go, I just wanted to kind of build upon that a little bit is that I think a lot of parents want to hold back information to protect their kids. Like yeah. there's a lot of stuff they don't tell them. And I think one of the things you said um, really resonates with me too, is that when we hold that information back to protect them, they know we're holding stuff back. Yeah. Right. And so there's always something that they end up and when they do find out, which most of the time they eventually do, it actually yeah. loses trust because what else, then they wonder what else have you been hiding from them? And I yeah. think one of the things, I mean, it's obviously sharing in a way that is age appropriate, but making sure that your life is more transparent um, and at least you're not like trying to hide stuff and cover stuff, but either about them or about you. Um, it doesn't have to be a big deal, but I think it is important to be yeah. honest and to open. Yeah. And I think what you're saying kind of is another level of that where they're going to know something isn't there, but not know what it is. And so there's always that tension, tension. There. Yes. That's a yes. Thing. Understanding, realizing where this issue comes from 
uh, even with serious diseases, in 60% of cases, once you realize where it comes from, and in psychobiology, we can pinpoint things, you know, if your left foot hurts, I can tell you where, where that's coming from. When you understand 60% of cases, you heal yourself just by understanding. So that's why I say the brain has to make sense. And then it's going to make amends with that. If you withhold, you are withholding, you are doing something wrong with your body. And the child, who knows how, how that's going to, uh, what that's going to um, come up as in, uh, in the future. But like yeah. I always say, weight loss takes courage, not effort. That's true. That's true. So where can people find you and, and learn more about you? So it's best, I guess, to go to my website, which is uh, I'm done with diets.com. It's two letters. I'm not, I am, I'm done with diets.com. And uh, you can watch the video, my, my weight loss story uh, there, how, what exactly I had to realize to lose mm -hmm. weight, why I had to keep it in my organism. It's very interesting. And uh, then you go from there. There's a quiz you can take uh, ask, where, where you can uh, see why you can't lose weight or a self-assessment, which is even better. So you download the PDF and you answer questions. And if you so far, you've been telling yourself that I can't lose weight because I don't have time or I love food that is not no we cut that out and we get to the real stuff in there and then you open up the possibility to losing weight for yourself wow I, I'm gonna so check I'm that out that's awesome, awesome. <laughs> that's <great>. awesome. <laughs> Alex, thank I would you. love to find out what you what you see there yeah okay I'll let you know thank you so much for jumping on this is fun um thank and you. it's just it's so fun to to meet you across the country, across the world, <laughs> do this. So this is really enjoyable. So mm, thank we... you very much for inviting me. All right. We'll stay connected. <laughs> of course. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye. Bye Alex. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.